Adulting, where two almost adults talk about life in their 20s and what being a grown-up really means. I'm Annie. And I'm Cheyenne. Hey again. So in today's episode, we'll be doing a huge life update. Um, Just for a refresher, or if you're new here, since our podcast is called Barely Adulting, we think it's important to show you all the good, the bad, and the ugly. Most of our episodes have tips and tricks regarding early adulthood for our listeners that can learn from our college years and now post-college years. Yep, and we might get a little bit serious and shed some light on the realities of this awkward transitional phase because now Cheyenne is also graduated. Yeah. And so we're both kind of navigating like the real world and adulthood. It's literally been that long since we recorded. I was I know I really miss this. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Um, so since today's episode is going to be a entire huge life update, let's start with current obsessions. So, Annie, what are your current obsessions nowadays? Mm. I put down reading, but in this exact moment, I'm not in a reading phase, but I just got a Kindle. So I might use that soon. I got it during the Prime Day sale. So it was only like a hundred bucks, which I think is a good deal because I've been buying like paper books, Mm -hmm. which I do prefer, but it is inconvenient to bring everywhere and it's not very environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go with more technology. Not that I I even like that. So (laughs) No, I literally finished books in like two to three days when I had the Kindle. Because I stole my mom's, which I bought for her, or she thinks I didn't, but I think I did. I bought for her a Kindle and she never used it. So I was like, well, I'm taking that. And then I finished books so fast. So yeah, Mm. it'll be a game changer for sure. It might be weird because I don't get to see physically how much more is left. You can add the percentage on the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might do that. That's what I like to do. Play around with the settings Mm -hmm. because I don't know how to use it yet. Yeah, there's a lot of settings you can change the spacing see how you see your progress so it can be pages or it can be percentage or minutes but minutes is weird because it's like I'm not keeping track of how long it's been but anyway yeah continue (laughs) you should say one oh okay I'll say one um so today I spent like an hour on this little project but I'm really on my mom shit because today I got my this little pill box and it's not like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's like just categories. And I put a bunch of emergency pills like Advil, Tylenol, um, allergy meds. And I use my label printer to label them all with what it is and how much to take. And now I can't wait to, you know, sneeze and need allergy medicine. Oh, I also have Tums. So if I get an upset stomach, I can just like pop some of those in. So yeah, send me the link. I will. It's on Amazon. (laughs) I will. Another obsession I'm having is diffuser and anything scent related. So, you know, I'm still loving my candles as I always have. And I recently got a diffuser for when I go to sleep because I can't use candles when I sleep. So it kind of has more of a relaxation smell and candles are more like cozy smell. So I've been using mine. Yeah. And having like lavender, eucalyptus, tea tree oil. It's just so relaxing to like finish the night with like this ritual. Me and Cheyenne were talking about how I'm like the relaxation queen. You are. But that's because I literally everything will give me a headache. So Mm -hmm. like I have to try to control as much of my environment as possible, including like my bedtime routine, And that kind of helps with my anxiety too, I think. I love it. Um, Completely opposite direction. My next (laughs) one is high intensity workouts. So I've been going to F45, which is um, functional 45 uh, workout. And so it's like a super intense hit workout. And the studio is literally in the same building as my apartment. So I've been going to the 7 a.m. class. And today I actually went to two classes. I did 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. So yeah, that's wow. been really fun. I'm hoping to get some gains. <laughs> yes, I'm happy for you. Thanks. I've been kind of working out, but like switching it up here and there. I've been doing like yeah. hot yoga, bar. I do like gym workouts sometimes, but I haven't found something yet that I feel like 
is routine, but I just want to like listen to my body and just do what I want each mm-hmm. week instead of like, oh, I have to do like a gym workout yeah. twice, a, like two or three times a week. No, Maybe that will be me in the future, but not right now. Yeah. Um, and I guess my last obsession is just overall like style and like nail and hair upgrade Amazing. because I'm getting my hair dyed tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yay! I know I'm kind of nervous, but I'm going to be like psychotic in the beginning. I'm showing her like 20 pictures <laughs> and I'm going to explain like why I like a picture yeah. versus like the other. So I'm going to be like, this one is like too caramel. So like, mm-hmm. I don't want my hair to look like this, but like, I like this one, yeah. but like this and that. So no, that's smart. You should definitely do that. Right. Cause like, yeah. I can't just show her what I like, but also like what I don't like. Yeah. So I'm hoping it turns out nice because my two fears are that one, it's going to turn out like really orange and streaky mm-hmm. and ugly. And my other fear is that it's going to be so subtle that like, I just wasted my money because like, I don't notice anything. So we've got to find like, you know, an in-between. Yeah, no, I mean, the pictures you show me, she looks really, really professional and like her work looks really nice. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, Yeah, I hope so. I'm going to go with like brownish, but Mm -hmm. like maybe a little bit of like blondish, like just Mm -hmm. a tiny bit just to like highlight some areas. Um, but I'm excited and I've been doing my nails, which has been nice and preparing for fall. I got docs the other day. No way. Yeah. I'm excited for them to get in the mail. I don't know if I'll actually look good in them. I got two pairs. So I got Mm -hmm. like the normal, like basic ones that everyone has. Mm -hmm. And then I got the platform ones, which is called the Jaden pair which everyone also has. Yeah. So I love it. I heard they're like super wow. painful. But... In the beginning. Yeah. They're really hard to break in. Apparently I've never owned dogs. I feel like I'm too small for them. I feel like they will like wear me, mm. you know, like Anna Shay says in Bling Empire, you can never like, let the clothes wear you. I feel like everyone looks good in boots. That's like, true. I mean, everyone looks good in dogs. Yeah. Like I have not seen one person where I'm like, they look really bad in it. That's true. Maybe so, I can get the kid size. Like the Yeah, that's one. also a life hack. Yes. Buy the kid size because you could go up to 8.5 in women's really? in kid sizes. Yeah. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. So I was looking at like these New Balance shoes and they had them in the kid sizes. And so you just go 1.5 below your normal size. So if you're a size eight, you go 6.5 in kids. Oh, one really yeah 1.5 below oh that's cool yeah but the one thing is obviously like the exact style has to be in the right. kids yeah. as well but like a lot of people do it if you go to the kids shoe reviews people are like oh, I'm an adult but I got like a 6.5 and like it fits yeah. perfect well I'm a five so I, I've never even gone that high but by so. kids size in everything <laughs> everything yeah. like if no, you go literally. to nike and stuff yeah you save so much money also sometimes yes. the colors are cuter in kids so yeah true okay my last current obsession is kind of foreshadowing to my mental health update but i've been pretty obsessed with like finding solutions to some adhd symptoms and um i don't know if it's because i like just came from vacation and i'm like sitting down again but it's been kind of rough, um, but yeah, <laughs> we can take it away with the updates with the rest of the episode. Okay, I have so many things to say about like sitting down in nine to five, but yes, we can save that for later. <laughs> yep. Um. So should I just get started with like, there's just so much. Yeah. Well, we said we were gonna go take it back a little bit, and. Yes. So, of course, we wrote show notes for like six months ago. So we're kind of reflecting on where we were during that time. And then we can bring it back to the present and reflect on where we are now and Mm -hmm. kind of do a comparison. So we planned this like mental health check-in episode like six months ago. Was it back in February? Definitely. I think so, yeah. 
yeah like just shortly after our like guide to boston episode yes we planned this one and i can just read off basically what i said in terms of what my life updates were and it's just so interesting so my first point i say it's been one hell of a year so many mixed emotions and feelings and I just remember at that time I was feeling so lost and Mm -hmm. just terrible honestly and I felt like in adulthood there was just so many types of stresses that I've never had to deal with before like especially the financial piece like having to take care of everything independently without having a stable income you know transitioning outside of college with like to a completely different state with no friends or community, like barely any support. I was living with my aunt in Florida. So it was really tough. And even the place that I was living in wasn't even stable. So like Mm -hmm. I was moving around a ton because we didn't have a stable house to live in. And so that was just very difficult. Um, me and you 10 were doing long distance which was like impossible yeah we did it for like a year I would say yeah it was so long and during that time I was like this is so difficult like I wanted to give up and it just felt like there was no future for us Mm -hmm. um, because I was planning on moving to Canada and so that just meant like even more distance between us and yeah. it was a really, really difficult time. Like I would wake up every day and think about breaking up, mm. which is not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was also no solution because like we were far apart and the one solution is either to break up or to like end up together, like in the same city or else I would keep feeling the same way. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like that was just a very tumultuous time of your life honestly both of our lives like reading these notes too um I was in my last semester of college and this was you know I guess about halfway through the semester and I was definitely feeling really weird um I wrote that I felt really busy but not the same kind of busy um I mean if you've been listening so far or if you knew me in my life you know that I'm literally nonstop. like I always had something going on and this was the first semester that I was only taking two classes um I was basically only doing kappas I didn't have much other organizations to participate in um and even though and I literally had no positions in kappas either so it was literally my lightest semester I've ever had um but I just had like I guess I was more busy with thoughts than busy with stuff. Um, I was feeling really unsettled because I knew I couldn't start job searching because um, I went on this huge vacation and I already planned it. So I couldn't job search because it would be like six months out, which is just ridiculous. So we were looking for apartments, but I had no idea like what kind of job I would have, where I would be working, um, you know, what the plan was. So I was just like super unsettled. um, And I also was in the process, am in the process of kind of shifting from graphic design to UI and UX um, kind of field. And so I was being a lot of imposter syndrome of like, can I even get a job there? Like, will I have the skills? Am I gonna learn the skills in time to get hired? Um, which we'll touch on again um, soon. And I was also in that like middle phase where I didn't really feel like a college student because I was a fifth year, I was older, but I also wasn't, you know, an adult where all my other friends have graduated and they're in their full-time jobs or, you know, job searching. And I was just like kind of in a limbo of like, I'm still a student, but I don't feel 100% a student um that kind of stuff um yeah I think I might save the last point for another episode but Mm -hmm. I did get a psych eval I think I've mentioned it in a few episodes but yeah that was a life update for sure (laughs) so yeah we got way too many updates for this episode yeah we do I think I'm gonna Um, save that for like a deeper dive maybe we can just talk about like you know just life like yeah yeah so where are we at now? What's going on? Where do I even begin? <laughs> so like I was planning on moving to Canada, like I said. Yes. But 
that was like a full on plan. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm thinking about moving to Canada. It was like, yeah, we're packing up my things. We applied for the visas. Like we were job searching in Canada and I was like ready to go. I was going to go at the end of August. So towards the beginning of September and move in with my brother. But all of that went to shit when um, they rejected my visa Mm. and they rejected it because I basically have like a similar visa in the US Mm -hmm. and they just didn't want um, an immigrant to have like mm-hmm. like double status, double the basically. benefits yeah um, I don't know the immigration system here sucks it's so stupid yep so I found out in maybe late maybe mid-July I would say early July actually and that was when my parents were visiting and mm-hmm. we found out then and it was just like a shit show I was just like what the f am I going to do because I was planning on buying a car Mm-hmm. And uh, with that car, I would potentially move it to Canada or I would move to Canada and then buy a car. Oh, and yeah. so there was just like so many things to think about. But somehow, like I was talking to my mom and we kind of like came to the conclusion that even if I'm here in the US for a limited time, like I should just do what I want and yeah, make a complete change to be happy again because that was originally my idea for moving to Canada was because I needed to like completely leave my environment and Canada was just going to be like a more stable place. So we were like, let's just try to make Atlanta happen. And at first, when I said that, it just felt like this is just another thing that I'm saying, like, Oh, I'm going to move to Atlanta. Cause like, I was thinking about this since like the year before, like since last year when I was moving to California I was like thinking about moving to Atlanta and now that I see it like everything was in the right timing like if I moved to Atlanta last year it would have been way too early like everything that I went through this last year was really difficult but it also like led me to where I am today which is now I live in Atlanta I have a full-time job I have a car And I'm living in the same city with my boyfriend. It's like, this was everything that I dreamed of months ago. And everything happened in two weeks. I know. I was like, I was like, I'm moving. I went on Carvana because I was like, fuck dealerships. We are not (laughs) dealing with them again. Bought a car with like everything that I had left, not knowing that I would get a job, by the way. I was like, I'm just going to buy the car and move and figure it out. And then um, I find housing that was second. I go on like some weird Facebook group and talk with this girl. And like, now we're like pretty close friends, which is crazy. She's probably like one of the best roommates I've ever had, dare I say. Um, Of course, not like trumping you as the best roommate (laughs) ever, but um, she just like so easy, you know, she Mm -hmm. reminds me of you as a roommate. It's just like, it's just there's nothing to like argue about that's good we're just both like have similar lifestyles and then three was like getting the job like a Mm -hmm. week before I was going to move and then I literally moved like the next week I packed up my car that I just bought like two days ago and drove it to Atlanta with all of my stuff I had no idea what to expect especially because like random roommate like yeah I've never seen the apartment in person um but everything kind of just worked out and now I'm working here and I'm starting to make some friends and like find a new community and things have just been good like I feel independent again and for once like freedom yes your life literally sounds like a movie like a rom-com movie it does like this just doesn't happen like I don't know which is why like I think about how this can't all just be a coincidence I feel like God planned all of this to Mm -hmm. happen because like who does this happen to yeah like Like, everything everything I wanted yeah like everything built up to this moment like all your life experiences and like everything was good like the car that I got was like really nice my like roommate is like ideal Mm -hmm. my job is double the offer salary of 
the one that I like got rescinded from last year. Right. So it's like amazing. I don't know. See that it's happened like, for a reason. Everything work out well. Yeah. Like I remember it was so devastating when that happened. And like I feel like that was like pushing the boulder off the edge of the hill, right? And since then you've been pull- pushing it uphill for the past, you know, six months. And now you're at the top again. And rather than pushing you back down, I feel like you can let it go off the other side and you can just relax and like enjoy this and, you know, just relish in your accomplishments. And, you know, you got here. Also, you didn't even mention how many times, like where you moved to. So first you moved from Boston after grad, right? We we knew that. We went to California. And then you went to Orlando in Florida. And then, and then Melbourne, Melbourne in yeah. Florida. <laughs> and now your fourth move to Atlanta. I know. And like my visa ends at the end of January and this lease also ends at the end of January. Oh, so I see. That's going to be a whole new journey. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you've gone through the worst of it. Like those challenges will just like, now you know kind of what to expect. You like have better solutions. So it won't be like a shot in the dark. Yeah. And I'm just so glad I moved because like, I was thinking before I moved, I was like, I only have six months left like in the US, like it's not that long, but -hmm. I've been here for two months and like it, it has felt so long, like the Mm -hmm. two months that I've been here that I can't imagine like just wasting that in Florida and just being like so unhappy. Yeah. I'm so glad I made this happen. I don't know how, but Mm -hmm. it just happened. No, it's amazing. So. It happened so fast. Like those two weeks was like a blink of an eye and you were in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, <laughs> goodbye. But My yeah. advice is if you want to move somewhere and you want to do something, like just do it. Just because, do it. Like, yeah. It's possible. It really is. Because exactly. I was in like the most impossible circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like not obviously not like impossible, but it was pretty difficult like, yeah. to move without a car, a house or a job. Yeah. And like everything just, if it's meant to be, like it'll It'll all fall into place. Like people say that all the time, but it's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. Like watching your journey has been incredible. I'm just like, damn, I can do it. Like I'll make it. I just gotta gotta push. (laughs) I feel like I've forgotten so much of like this whole year just because so much has happened and my life here now, like no one really knows like the past year that I've been through. And I also don't want to feel the need to like, be like, Oh, I had the worst year of my life. We'll just move on from like, you Mm -hmm. know, that difficult time and keep like going forward. Yeah. No, it's literally like a movie. Like, you know, when the person moves to like a new country or new city, like I'm a new me, but like not in a cheesy way where it's like, I'm reinventing myself, but like you can physically put all this behind you, you know, like this was your fresh start. And now you're feeling all this happiness and stability, which you deserve. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. And I honestly could not have done it without like, obviously your support and like everyone else around me. (laughs) I feel like only recently, like I've felt actually settled down here and that this is like, this might actually become more like permanent for a while. And it just like doesn't feel real because mm-hmm. especially like the first month it was a lot of you know we're still transitioning and like trying to settle yeah. but now it's like I've been in my job for two months now I've been living here and I don't know what to say like obviously not everything has been solved like mm-hmm. I still have mental issues yeah, and I still kind of have no friends but I have my boyfriend here so yeah I mean that was like I think one of the biggest hurdles like that was causing you a lot of stress and um concerns and I think again like you said like it's never going to be the perfect scenario but you know a lot of the big stressors have been solved and now you can move forward focusing on the little things and you know making sure you're making all the habits and lifestyle that you want so yeah like I do not wake up every day now thinking about breaking up because that would be a huge red flag right (laughs) um 
but I wake up like so happy that I'm like in a relationship with him. Yeah. And like how I feel right now, I don't want this to end. And so I don't think, I think like in the future, whatever like happens next, like the plan will not be to like do long distance anymore. I think we will go forward as like, how can we like take the next step in our relationship and like be together yeah and like whether that's like moving in or like being in the same city like that's good it it's time to like do life more together now yeah yeah. for me like I feel like I've had a huge amount of time to have like independence everything that I wanted like independent time to like discover myself figure myself out and of course there's still so much like figuring out to do But I think I've had like kind of that singleness that I was like craving Mm -hmm. or like independence. I think, you know, it'd be interesting to get like you, Chen and Kenny on again for like update, updated Mm -hmm. like couples episode. It would be so fun. No, that's true. But yeah, I love that. Because I think like that's exactly it, right? What we were saying, even though it wasn't necessarily 100% planned that you had this time apart. But like, that's kind of what you needed, you know, and now you've reached that conclusion. Okay, it's time to make that next step in our relationship and like, do like make our lives synchronized, rather than the circumstances are stacked against us. Right. So I think that's like, all that's like was necessary in a way, as hard as it was, but I'm really glad that you're in a good place now. And especially after college, it's like, oh, I wouldn't like live here for like my career and to do Mm -hmm. all that but like just it's not my priority anymore to be like oh I'm gonna move here because it's like the most amazing opportunity like I don't think I would do that yeah it's like not worth it to me like Mm -hmm. working in corporate for someone else like yeah moving to another country just to work for someone else and like not be happy like yeah no no for real like all my job applications I mean logistically I would not be able to relocate anyway but like they ask a question right they're like are you willing to relocate and I'm like no like unless it's a place where I wanted to live anyway like if it was New York City I want to move there anyway like okay I'll relocate but if they're telling me like relocate to like a place I've never heard of and like I'm the only reason I'm moving there is my job like I think that's ridiculous like no way I feel like the concept of like you're gonna move to the city to be like away from your boyfriend to like chase your career is like over because like who moves to a city for a job anymore like yeah the the job better be like remote (laughs) exactly yeah no I feel like because of remote living that idea is just like done like yeah it's not a thing anymore you know unless you're like indispensable to the company and your skills are so niche that like you're the only person they can hire and you're being paid over six figures like (laughs) then I can see that but like if it's just any average job like mm, I'm okay (laughs) like I know I will not um but yeah yeah I mean my life has not been that crazy (laughs) I moved but within Boston I moved to Alston which has been nice because I think what I was craving was a more like up and like not up and coming but like busy neighborhood and like northeastern Mm. area of course is busy because it's a college but I like that Alston has that like busyness outside of college like it's all restaurants and bars and stuff so that's nice um I my biggest update is that I've been job searching which is very different than where I was six months ago like I said earlier um yeah I mean I feel very fortunate that I don't have to search for that um sponsors sponge oh my gosh sponsorship um and I'm so grateful because I just can't imagine like how much difficulty that is um but yeah like I said earlier I am transitioning into UI UX um as a field so it's been a lot of rejection rejections because I don't have any experience in the area. Mm. Um, I'm still doing my boot camp because I put that on pause while I was traveling. Um, but yeah, now I'm back in it and I'm like in the final stretch, um, which brings up kind of some of the 
harder parts that I've been facing in this phase of my life. But I mean, I've always had issues with like productivity and how I think about productivity. And this boot camp, while it's been amazing for the opportunities it presents for giving me experience in the field and connections to the networks, it's honestly been like really difficult mentally. Like I always feel kind of this burden that I'm not working hard enough or I'm not putting enough of myself into my projects. Um, I was also doing the majority of the work while I was still in school or I was on co-op. So it was like just an insane amount of things that I was trying to juggle. Um, and I mean, this is a good thing from the program. You have a mentor, a mentor call every week, but to me, it was more like, it was less about the mentor keeping me accountable and more about me feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing my work this week. And I feel bad that I have to like go to the meeting and be like, yeah, I have nothing to talk about. Um, so that was interesting, but I mean, I'm feeling more motivation now, Um, and I literally only have two more projects left. So once those are done, I can put that aside and like relax. Um, so I'm excited about that, but yeah, like I foreshadowed earlier, um, I had a psych eval because I wanted to find out if I have ADHD and so it was a very interesting process. I'll dive deeper in another episode, but Long story short, um, the end result was unspecified kind of ADHD, um, where it like didn't present itself early enough, or I guess long enough to be classified as like hyperactive or um, attention deficit um, types of clarifications. So she kind of just said like, you have all the symptoms of ADHD, but it like might be circumstantial. It might be um, kind of just contextualized, which makes a lot of sense because everyone has attention problems nowadays with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really hard to focus. And like, I have these bursts of energy, which is very normal. Like everyone has this, but it feels like so like, intense for me like it feels like I can clean the entire apartment and one go and then that's all I can do for the rest of the day like I can't do anything else I can't even like do a small task anymore like I used up all my productivity and that's it and I just like I need a lot of work to reframe how I think about this kind of stuff and um because I think my whole life up to this moment has been go 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 I equate my self-worth to how product like productive I am and how much I can say I accomplished um so a couple things I've been doing is trying to write down my accomplishments like each day or each week um and making sure I'm acknowledging the small accomplishments so things like I did the dishes I did my laundry you know like very simple tasks or like I cooked a meal like something like that um And then, of course, the big things, too, like, oh, I finished a project. I did this. Um, And just making sure I'm giving myself those wins um, while reminding myself, like, even if I can't write anything down today doesn't mean today wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of, like, where I'm at now. Um, I don't have insurance anymore because I'm not a student and I don't have a job. So I've been researching, right? (laughs) Adulting things, you guys, like I can't pay for therapy because it's like a hundred something per session. So I've been doing it like once a month. Um, Right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. So I did once a month and then I've been researching like ADHD coaches. Um, I read a bunch of reviews on like all those apps out there and I just don't want to spend the money on an app if I'm just gonna not use it like I feel like I've I have purchased in the past like if it's a fitness app a meal plan app or even habit apps like I did pay for it and then I literally just ignored it so I don't want to do that again um so I'm doing the research getting the resources and then when I do have insurance I will definitely be doing that um but yeah I don't know. It's just a very like messy kind of state right now. 
Another thing I started doing, which I actually really like and want to continue is yesterday I, I got this tiny notebook out and I started just like brain dumping and recording like whenever I had a random thought and I didn't really think about like, oh, it's worth recording. I kind of just wrote it down like whenever something like came up, um, whether it's just a random idea I had or um, something I were reflecting on. Um, something I might want to ask my therapist next time I just wrote it down in this notebook and I feel like the physical motion of writing it down like not even on an iPad but on a piece of paper just makes it feel like it's like almost sacred and almost like I cared enough about my own thoughts mm-hmm. that I wrote it down yeah um, and then That's another a really good funny, idea right yeah I feel like because of technology nowadays like writing down on a piece of paper feels special which is so stupid but it is right it's like oh wow it actually deserves to be physical in this world and again like I I need to do a lot of work to reframe a lot of my self thinking and mm-hmm. by allowing my random thoughts that could be about like a leaf on the ground as important I am giving myself that respect and that worth so Love hopefully it. I can keep this up but, you know, as with many ADHDers, habits are very hard to stick. <laughs> so we will see. Habits are um, hard in general. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I also wrote out on this tiny notebook, my ideal slow morning, because I watched this mm. TikTok, this girl who has ADHD. She was also diagnosed very late. She was, I think, 24 um, and I'm 23. So And I already got like a half diagnosis at 22. So anyway, so I wrote down a slow morning because she was basically saying like with our brains, this like increase of dopamine, like a dopamine hit is what gives us that like insane amount of energy. And then we have that like lull, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of like what I've been doing is starting my morning, I literally wake up and then do a hit workout, which helps me make my morning like, oh my gosh, I want to do all these things. But then come like 12 p.m I'm like I don't want to do anything anymore so I want to try and actually wake up even earlier and I'm not a morning person so this is going to be a transition but I wanted to wake up even earlier so I have time to like start my day even before the workout also a big motivation of this is because I got a hamster (laughs) and hamsters are nocturnal So Mm. I do not have any time with my hamster in the day because he's sleeping and Mm. he only comes out at like 10, 11 p.m., which before was not a problem because I used to sleep late because I was a college kid. I don't sleep that late anymore. So I like see him for two seconds a day. So I was like, maybe if we wake up earlier, (laughs) we can spend more time. Um, I can't relate. Like I yeah. love waking up at 9 p.m. So, but that's like what works for yeah. me. No, so. exactly. And like yeah. again, like I'm not a morning person, so I have no idea if this is even gonna work. But also, I said 9 p.m. I mean 9, 9 a.m. I don't I wake you. up that late. <laughs> I understood you. Um, but we'll see because I actually really love the morning time. Like, yeah. I feel like before everyone wakes up, you have the time to like be slow. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, again, with my whole mindset of like productivity and stuff, like during the day, even if I'm done with my tasks, I feel like it's wrong to like not do anything, which mm-hmm. I need to change. However, at the moment, I enjoy that time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I actually, I mean, it wasn't my earlier, earlier routine that I want to start. But after my workout class, I started reading this book of short stories. And it was so nice. Like, again, I love that time to just like, spend myself. And these stories are short. So like, mm-hmm. I can stop whenever I want to, I don't have to like, like get that. to the next chapter, or, you know, whatever. So yeah, it was really nice. I want to do that um, in the morning until I finish this book. Um, another thing I did with along with my whole thoughts recording thing, after each story I read, I wrote on a little sticky note, like, what I thought about the story or like what it made me think of because Mm -hmm. I just missed that literary analysis you know I was such Mm -hmm. a nerd in high school about that so I wanted to kind of bring that back a little bit without the pressure of a grade which I love um also side note yeah I need to get my feta pasta 
go for it. I don't it. want it to burn down the house. So. Yeah. But you can keep talking for one minute. I'll be right back. I'll just riff. I'll <laughs> I'll stall. Um. Yeah. This book is called The Best Short Stories. Um, of 2021 and it is edited by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie which I have decided is one of my favorite authors Um, so I actually so I mean no one reads like the forward but I did or actually no I lied I skipped the forward but I read the intro by Adichie because I love her and so she writes about how like in her writing, she writes a lot about um, Africa and her life um, in Africa and how it's interesting that when she got published in the U.S., everyone was like very in awe of her writing and they were like, wow, I didn't know this about the culture. Like, wow, Lego says, uh, looks so cool, blah, blah, blah. It's so much more like intelligent than I thought it was, right? And I highlighted this section where it says, when I was first published in the United States, I was wary of readers who told me that my work brought news because I chafed at the way that fiction by people like me, people from Africa and Asia and Latin America, from parts of the world on the periphery of economic power, was often read as anthropology rather than literature, which was really true, right? Because it's like, we do like, I mean, the Western world takes even if it's not writing, if it's a movie, if it's social media, whatever it might be, they take all these forms of information and they're like, wow, amazing. Your country, not poverty, impressive, you know? And I'm like, damn, like, wow. And I'm just like, this was literally from the introduction of the book. It's not even one of the like Mm -hmm. stories. And so then she goes on to say, like, I did not choose these stories by authors of color from different countries as a diversity play. Um, oh, there's another uh, line that she says, I really want to read it uh, properly. But she basically says, okay, so she's saying like, okay, I, I chose these stories that are set in China, India, the US, Nigeria, etc. But this was by default, rather than deliberate. I did not set out to select diverse stories. And that expression has an unfortunate taint of charity. And she goes on to say how like any story written by anyone except a white man must be selected by, you know, putting on the glasses of diversity. And so she's like, yeah, I didn't choose these because they were diverse. I chose them because I like their stories and, Mm. you know, and I'm just so like, thoughtful, yes. like yeah. very thoughtful literature. Like she clearly like thought out every mm-hmm. sentence. Like exactly. I love it. Yeah. And would highly recommend um, her books. I'll type it in the description. Um, but yeah, that was, it's a good way to start my day, you know, mm-hmm. I thoughtful, like that. reflective. Yeah. How's your pasta? To wrap up. Oh, well, my pasta is. The underneath a aluminum foil yeah it's oh, done. Thank you. okay it's just the sauce so I need to like boil the pasta and then like dump it into the oh, sauce oh right I forgot yeah so I'll be eating that shortly um I think we've been going on for like pretty yes. long now because my pasta has been in the oven for 50 minutes you're right you're right um so I think it would be nice to kind of do like a little bit about takeaways in terms of like mental health now and like what Mm -hmm. we're going to take away from how we're feeling so I can get started go for it like I think during my past year like I went through such lows Mm -hmm. and big highs too I think like it's just been like whirlwind of emotions and I feel like it has just been like a true test of me as a person. Like this sounds so dramatic, but it basically was a test to the question of like, will I give up? It's like literally being faced with that. And it's like, as a person, like you're, you always say as advice, like don't give up and stuff Mm -hmm. when you're actually faced with it. It's so difficult to like keep going because I could have chosen to, lay in bed every day and not care about my future and just like throw everything away like have no plan but I had to find like the motivation within myself and 
with like the support of my family and friends to be able to come out of like those really dark times when I felt like such low lows. Mm -hmm. And I had this really great conversation with you where you told me like, you know, when we're in like deep depressive times, like it's okay to have days where you feel depressed and days where you lay in bed the entire day. I think I've never felt like that level of depression. Mm. Well, actually I have, I think like during the pandemic. Yeah. And then it kind of just like came right back the next year. (laughs) Um, And just feeling like so hopeless and Mm -hmm. depressed about life, feeling like there's just no direction and feeling clueless about what's next. I've heard about this like type of description very often for Mm -hmm. people in their 20s. Yeah. Just feeling like so lost and like they don't know what to do with their career and with their life and they just have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And I just want to tell you that. It's a core life (laughs) crisis. Right. And it's just like, I want to tell you that it's okay to be depressed, but also like after you've had your moment to kind of sit in that, like come up with ways to make the change, like take that big leap of faith into like the unknown and just do it Mm -hmm. because everyone says this advice because it is true yeah and I've lived it myself exactly I feel like everything you've experienced are those like big life advice but you don't believe it until it's happened to you yeah it's so true you know like all those like it, it will all mean something in the end. It's like, what do you mean by that? Like, there's no right. way, right? And you're like, oh, that's so cheesy. That's so lame. Like, how can this horrible thing that happened to me mean something at the end? And I honestly think that's up to you. You have to make it mean something. Like, you need to figure out how to take away something from any situation. And I feel like that's kind of been my life goal is like, how can I make the shittiest possible scenario into something that if I don't learn from it, someone else will learn from it, right? And like, how can I get the silver lining? How can I figure out like the light at the end of the tunnel from these scenarios? Also, it's so funny because, I mean, not funny, I don't know, reflective, that you literally had to give that same talk to me like a few days ago. <laughs> You're like, I know because fine. like <laughs> everything that you were saying, like I have felt before. Yeah. I just felt like, because now you're graduating. It's exactly. Like, it's like, like my turn. I'm experiencing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, I know it's difficult. Yeah. Like, but there's nothing else to say. Yeah. It's just, I'm here right with you <sighs> and with like everyone else listening. Like I relate to you. Like yeah. I know it's difficult and you might feel clueless, but you just got to keep going. You just got to lean on your support systems, you know, and yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's also interesting because we forget how it feels to be in that moment, in those depressive moments. And then it just feels so bad at the time. Right. But exactly like Annie said, you know, I think the takeaway from all of these experiences is like, you don't have to push through. You can enjoy, I mean, not enjoy, but like sit in that moment (laughs) and feel those feelings. And there's no pressure to come out of it. Just give it the time it needs. And whether maybe your environment changes, maybe your context changes, circumstances, whatever it is that needs to push you out of there, accept it. And, you know, I think the most important part is not to just be like, oh, that was such a bad time. Like I hated that, but actually reflect on it and be like, okay, what made me feel that way? What made me like, what happened that I got to that place and not so that you can necessarily like change it. I think it's just to help you get closure and internalize it and then move on. But yeah. And I also, if you're like, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, mine's totally off topic. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say that. If you feel like you're experiencing like such a low moment, I guess the light that you can, I guess, come out of or wait for is that like during those lowest moments is when you have the most clarity about like what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. So it's like, you're going through shit right now, but the end result will be that Mm -hmm. like 
it will become so much more clear, Mm -hmm. but you need to go through like those difficult times in order to realize like what's truly important to you. I feel like it's like your priorities shine through. Yeah. For better or for worse, you know, it, you realize like what actually brings you happiness. Maybe you're thinking of like, I wish I could do this while you're in those moments. And then it'll Mm -hmm. give you the push to be like, okay, well, I decided that I wanted to go rock climbing. And so rock climbing brings me happiness. So go rock climbing, you know, do the thing that you think of. What I was going to say is I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't like read anything about this, but I feel like us having these quarter life crises, maybe it'll prevent us from having a midlife crisis. I hope so. Because because I feel like midlife crisis is like, because people go into a career they hate right Mm -hmm. and they're like at that point of their life they've worked this industry for 20 30 years and they're like what the Mm -hmm. hell am I doing but we're going through that before we even get the job like (laughs) we're literally going through that right now and we're like and I think it's a good thing that society has changed to kind of allow our 20s to be for that you know that's what we're supposed to be doing is figuring it out slowly we don't have to figure it out right straight out of graduation we don't have to figure out like two, three, four years from graduation. Like what is a likelihood you're going to land your dream job right out of college, right? Yeah, but definitely. Take that time. Wallow in your chaos right now at me. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Long story short, you got it. You do you. Go ahead. So much more to talk about, but that'll be like in our upcoming episodes. So excited to see, you know, where this podcast will go. Hopefully we start posting more consistently. Yes. I think it would be good. I hope one of y'all have checked and be like, have they uploaded? It's been a while. People have asked me. Like a lot of people I hang out with, they're like, do you do your podcast anymore? And I'm like, oh, about that. Um, yeah, we do now. <laughs> yeah, it's here now. So watch out, everyone. We're back. We're back yes. and better than yes. ever. Yeah. Stay tuned because um, in the next few episodes, we will be analyzing Temptation Island. Oh my gosh, yes. It's maximum analysis yeah. capability. Maybe so. we should do like a reality TV episode. It's happening. Yeah. It's like just talk about everything like that we watch. Yes. <laughs> Okay, anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast episode. We'd love to hear from you. So be sure to leave a review wherever you get your podcast from and check us out on social media on Instagram at barelyadulting.pod. We'll talk to you later. Bye.